Hello, Game Rivals! Oh, it's time for that weekly, bi-weekly goodness. It's time for another episode of Game Rivals. I'm your host, Maximilian X, and as always, I am bringing you the latest news in video gaming, uh, at least for the past couple of weeks. <laughs> um, and uh, I got a lot to go through. I'm going to try to get through them as quickly as possible. Uh, so that you can enjoy all this saucy news. I got a lot. I got a lot to talk about. We got a lot of Starfield news. We got a lot of PlayStation related news. And we got some juicy rumors. And you, you know me, I'm usually not about the rumors, but these actually have some credibility to them. So I'm actually willing to get into it. But let's start off with some very, very crazy and unprecedented news which is tangentially related to gaming um specifically uh a posting of gameplay for uh summary and review purposes um or to or even heck let's play purposes um so a man in japan was recently found guilty of uploading gameplay videos and summary videos of anime. Uh, and he was sentenced to two years in prison uh, with a fine of 1 million yen, which comes to about uh, a little under $7,000. Um, he was actually sentenced to five years, but like I think uh, it says suspended five years, so he has to spend at least two years in prison um, and pay the fine. So this man in question was a 53-year-old man named Shinobu Yoshida, uh, who was convicted of violating copyright law after uploading the video without publisher permission. This is the first conviction of its kind in Japan, according to Asahi Shimbun, um, which is a Japanese newspaper. Um, he uploaded gameplay of visual novel Steins Gate, uh, My Darling and Praise, uh, and summarizing episodes of Steingate and Spy Family, uh, the anime, specifically. Uh, monetizing the videos and meaning to earn revenue from them is what violated the Japanese law that prohibits making video from copyrighted material, according to Japanese anti-piracy group Content Overseas Distribution Association, aka Koda. This kinda is all right. So let's quickly um, go through it. So you know how you have like you know copyright laws all over the world and. If you like play more than seven seconds of a song on YouTube, uh, you'll get copyright strike, um, unless you like remove that particular song or replace it with something else or mute it, um, or you know face the wrath of YouTube. Yeah, this—that's um, not how that works in Japan. So apparently, this is way more. It, their copyright laws are way more draconian, and I know I already knew about this from like watching other YouTubers specifically from Japan and like talking about stuff. And like, if you like, especially if you watch uh, any kind of like Western anti-tubers or man manga tubers, um, they'll, how do I say this? They'll have like, they'll do their best to like mask the content so that you can still follow along or they'll use timestamps so that you can follow along. But they will either super obscure the, the content 
um, just in case, you know, it gets flagged uh, in Japan for them using it to like, monetize their, you know, for monetization purposes. Um, and usually they don't go after, like, usually the most they can do when, when it comes to Western creators is copyright strikes. Like, they'll copyright strike, like, the video or, and in worst cases, the channel. Um, and that's, you know, that's no bueno, right? At least with video games, I don't think the same has happened before, but it's usually like the anime and manga community on YouTube that has had this ire. And of course, if the people on Twitch who like live stream like freaking anime uh, and think they can get away with it, uh, no, they also get like strikes on their channel uh, without, that's even worse because there they don't even know like why they get the strikes. It's very hard to figure out why you get a strike, but um, if you're doing something you're not supposed to, you can pretty much figure out why they did it. And uh, yeah, so in this case for uh, Mr. Yoshida, um, he got caught doing that, trying to monetize that content, and uh, they arrested him because he lives in Japan, where Japanese laws do really matter and they can get you. And yeah, he's got sentenced to that. Like, this is the first time they've ever caught someone doing that. Like, they've actually caught someone and actually sentenced the person to prison for. So imagine if you are a, a, a Japanese content creator and you're like, well, well, damn, that, 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 like, you can actually get into trouble. This, first of all, that makes no sense. And second of all, that is just devastating. So I can imagine that a lot of Japanese creators will be way more careful when it comes to, like, anime and uh, anime uh, reviews and, like, gameplay and stuff like that of video games. Um, especially if you're going to monetize it. I think I think it's fine if they don't monetize it, but they might still get a copyright strike on their channel. But in this case, considering that uh, he was monetizing the content, um, yeah, that is, that's, that's no bueno. That was, that was no bueno for them. So yeah, um, sucks. Sucks for him. Um, and like these draconian laws have been in Japan for like forever. Um, especially when it comes to copyright, it sucks. And don't expect it to change anytime soon because, well, um, how do I put this? Japanese lawmakers are old and they will remain old. Um, because yeah, um, not a lot of young people vote apparently in Japan, um, or put themselves like elect uh, as electable people. And even if they do, like the majority of the people that do vote are old people and they'll vote for people that line with their, um, you know, that line with their train of thoughts and whatnot. So, yeah, that's a bummer. Um, speaking about a bummer, uh, not so much, not so much for, uh, not so much for Xbox, though, not so much for Phil Spencer and Todd Howard, because uh, Starfield uh, is doing pretty well in terms of sales and in terms of uh, player count. I think, like, the game came out, like, last week, and it's been doing gangbusters already. It's, I think it's already, uh, um, Surpass six million active users, 
Um, that is also do take into account that um, it is also available on Game Pass day one uh, on Xbox and on PC. Not on GeForce now, though. No, no, we can't. Vi- they can't violate their their AMD contract, so it's not on GeForce now. Despite the fact that almost any other game on, um, I think at least almost any other game on PC Game Pass is on GeForce now, unless again those games also had like exclusivity with AMD. Um, so then I would assume that those would also not be on GeForce now. Actually, now that I think about it, oh, well, it's fine. Um, kind of a little bit of disappointment because I wanted to play the PC version of uh, Star Star Starfield on GeForce now, but I can't. Um, so you know, sucks. But at least it's nice to know that other people are able to do that. And um, yeah, it's been doing. Well, in terms of revenue for 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 Microsoft, so I'm pretty sure, regardless of like the critique that they're getting from reviewers and fans alike, um, they're still popping champagnes. And at the very least, I would assume that the the devs are taking like the feedback to heart. I hope, because um, as interesting as Starfield is, I mean, I've only spent at this point in time. From this moment of recording, I think maybe a little over 10 hours, and I'm still pretty much into tutorial stuff. And it's been, it's been a Bethesda thing, y'all. <laughs> Just I'm gonna be real with you. It's been a Bethesda thing. It's been a Bethesda game, and yeah, it shows, right? Because, and it, when I say it's been a Bethesda game, like even, even, even for a Bethesda game, it's more of a Bethesda game than a Bethesda game is ever a Bethesda game. Because it feels... It feels like they took a couple of steps forward and planted another leg firmly in the past when designing this game throughout the years. And it feels like they didn't look at any kind of innovations in terms of quality of life or gameplay at all, and they just went their own way, like just following their own, you know, the beat of their drums. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with following the beat of your own drums. But it does make it feel... Hmm, I don't know if it's welcoming to new players, because I'm not a new player of Bethesda games. I'm sure there are those that'll play it and they'll enjoy it, and you know what? Bless them. That's great awesome you know like anything to bring new people into the fold of any kind of franchise or or become fans of any kind of like developers and i talk about specifically about the developers um is great but i feel that they need it the game needed more time it needed like i'm still super early in the game but from Everything else that I've heard from like reviews and like discussions and whatnot, everything that I've heard people talk about makes it feel like this game needed two things. One, it needed more time. Like maybe, maybe like another year or two. And two, the reason why I'm saying another year or two is they really needed, I feel like they partially needed to look to go back to the drawing board and redo some of the systems. Um, specifically, 
uh, well, the, the the way to traverse the world that's 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 setting stone. That there's there like they'd have to like start the project from scratch to make that work. Um, but like everything else that they already have established, you can make it better by improving the quality of life of it. And that's what I mean with they needed at least another two years because at the very least they could they could have taken those two year or two to look at like what they currently have, look at the landscape, and then see how they can essentially adapt some of the more modern uh, sensibilities of game design to 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 Starfield. Um, because I'm gonna I'm gonna be straight with you. All the mods like that I've seen. Um, I mean, there's basically an article on uh, on IGN that's like, uh, well, there's there's two kind of our articles on IGN about mods. One about how crazy uh, like people have modded already like improved UI mods and like a bunch of other mods. Like this game has been out for a week, a week and a half if you count like the early release, right? Uh, I'm assuming the mod community actually invested in getting like the early access so they can actually start, you know, modding. And the fact that they already have so many impressive mods, like to improve, uh, improve times between menus, um, improve menus, um, menu customization. Granted, this is all specifically PC stuff. Um, so you know, if you're on Xbox. That's unfortunate. You're stuck with what you what you have, um, but at least you get to play it. Um, but yeah, there are so there there are a bunch of amazing like uh, quality of life mods that are already out now. Can you imagine if they have more time? And um, yeah, there's also some modders that have took it upon themselves to make themselves feel more comfortable in terms of. In terms of like making it feel more like a PlayStation game, so they um, like they patched in some weird stuff like PlayStation Studios at the beginning uh, of the while booting up the game and stuff like that, and like some people have taken to playing the, with the PlayStation Five controller on PC um, and uh, a bunch of other stuff, and it's like, yeah. I mean, I get that you're feeling salty that it didn't come to PlayStation anymore, but that is some that is some grade A copium. <laughs> that is some grade A copium right there. I'm like, God. Even like, ah, gosh, that's that's weird. That's weird and awkward. <laughs> that's super weird and awkward. Um, yeah. I mean, hey, more power to you, but. It's not gonna change the facts, you know. Just it's not gonna change the facts. Um, you know what is gonna change some facts? Uh building ships in Starfield, you're gonna see a lot of L's. Oh, I don't mean like you're gonna see a lot of people lose. I'm sure you're gonna see a lot of people lose, but more in that you're gonna see a lot of people building L shaped uh ships because uh a Redditor by the name of Solace of the Thorns worked out how like enemy ships target your ship and they basically target the midpoint of the ship always so what he figured out and what he did uh was 
well, what if I make the ship not have a midpoint by like designing the ship to be essentially in an L shape? So there's no real midpoint. So what ends up happening is, is for the most part, is that enemy ships will try to target the midpoint. But if the midpoint has like essentially like like this L shape, I don't know if like if you're not on YouTube, you're not gonna see what I'm doing. Like making this like L shape, and you're trying to shoot the middle. It's like you have like the engines here and like the cockpit here. And you, the middle points here, you're, you're just shooting through the middle because, you know, you have these two parts that are separated. But since the middle is like, it's looking at the X, Y, and Z axis and it's extrapolating that the middle is here, but like the ship is designed in like this, like L kind of manner, you're, um, yeah, you're kind of like, they're kind of screwed. So it's, so it's been calling it like the fat L or the L wing, but. All I can say is that that L is a huge dub. Um, it's not 100% perfect. Like, if they get really close, they might actually be able to hit. But as far as, like, if they're shooting from a distance, like, the lock-on does not work for them. Like, it'll work, but it targets the empty space in between. <laughs> so it just goes, shoo! Oh, <laughs> uh, that's so funny. <laughs> That's so funny. I, I, I like that's ridiculous. Um, so yeah, so th that's I don't want to spend too much time on like Starfield news because there's so much Starfield from like Todd Howard being like, yeah, I mean, like, uh, Starfield is an exclusive, just like you know, Zelda is an exclusive to Nintendo. Um, I mean, true, but <laughs> Zelda was always a part of Nintendo. That has never changed. You guys were independent and then got bought. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, you got bought and you were third party, like third like third party developers. You would you were already doing multi-plats. And the rumor rumor has it that they, this game was supposed to be multi-plat before they got bought. So it's kind of like Ayo? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? You can't say that. I mean, you can, but like in terms of context, it makes no sense, at least not to me. Um, but, you know, hey, he's giving credit where credit is due. Um, speaking of giving people credit, so you know how Epic Games, like Starfield, and Baldur's Gate 3, and Call of Duty, and insert Assassin's Creed number name here. And all these, like, Western-developed games that have characters who speak and act and emote, well, those don't happen by chance, and they don't happen by AI, at least not now, um, and hopefully never. They're done by actors and voice actors. And uh, apparently... Uh, that little segment of the uh, Screen Actors Guild um, sat around with multiple companies, the uh, game companies, to renegotiate, renegotiate contracts um, with the, you know, with the, um, what do you call those things again? Unions? Yeah. With the unions. And uh, apparently they weren't having it. Which is crazy, because if you look at, like, the salaries of, like, all the, like, freaking CEOs, 
Um, it is not little. It is a lot. <laughs> it's like, like instead of like paying them that much for just managing a company, maybe like shave some of that off and like have like your workers, uh, whether hired or uh, or on staff on staff people, like share in the profits like properly. Um, and in this case, specifically, like, you know, like voice actors and like actors that they hire and, you know, like uh, motion capture actors and stuff like that. Uh, so it seems like if things are going the way they are, uh, I haven't seen any update yet as of uh, today, as of this recording. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, they might also go on strike. Which means that companies like EA and Activision and Microsoft and Ubisoft, uh, at least the ones based in like uh, the Americas, um, yeah, uh, <clears throat> you might be uh, SOL when it comes to like voice actors because they might go on strike because they are trying to seek approval for another strike specifically against video game companies. Um, that is no bueno. Because um, up until this point, they haven't, like, video game companies have been exempt from the from the Screen Actors Guild strike. Um, and I guess now we know why. It's because they were still negotiating specifically with game companies. Like, you know, like, the terms, and it basically it came down to the same things, and game companies have been saying no. So... If this does not get resolved uh, within the next month or so, we expect them to also go on strike, which means any games that have not done their their voice acting, their motion capture, um, <laughs> I guess they'll be put on hold unless they get exemptions, <laughs> which I don't think they might. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Um, so that was the thing. Uh, outside of that, PlayStation Portable. Remember that? Um, which was recently announced uh, as PlayStation Q, shown off, and then gotten the name, and then gotten the price of one in one hundred ninety nine U.S. dollars, two hundred and nineteen euros uh, for Europe. Um, well, it finally got a date, a select, uh, a date, and a release territories. So it's coming out in the U.S., the U.K., and certain parts of Europe, including uh, my neck of the woods. And, uh, yeah, it's coming out on November 15th. Yeah, November 15th. Pre-order starts September 29th. So if you are interested in buying the PlayStation uh, Portal, uh, super fancy controller that you can only do remote play with, uh, yeah. It's coming out sooner than I thought. Well, not sooner than I thought. It's coming out later than I thought. Um, but the pre-orders are going up sooner than I thought. Um, so there's that. So if you're looking forward to that, uh, you'll be able to pre-order that from the PlayStation website on the 23rd of September um, with, uh, yeah, with it going on sale November 15th. And again, this is the uh, controller with the built-in screen that allows you to remote play games from your PlayStation 5, which means that you should already own a PlayStation 5 if you buy this controller because 
why are you buying a controller with a screen for if you don't own a PlayStation 5? It does not support uh, cloud streaming. So if you have a PlayStation Premium, uh, PlayStation Plus Premium subscription and thought, oh, I can use that to stream that. Nope. Unless you have a PlayStation 5 that is hooked up, you're not using that feature anytime soon. Um, yeah, so it basically allows you to stream over Wi-Fi um, to anywhere in your house, of course, or if you're on the go, as long as your PlayStation 5 is in like standby mode and can be like reached for remote play. Um, and if you're in a location that has good Wi-Fi, you should be able to play uh, your PlayStation 5 games from your PlayStation 5 on the PlayStation Portal, um, which is it's something. Um, you can already do that with your phone, or if you have a uh, computer, uh, you can install the Remote Play app and do that and just connect like a PlayStation 5 controller and have pretty much the same effect. The only difference is the Portal is native 1080p, um, and the screen is a 1080p screen. Uh, so I guess, like they say that it's a better experience than doing it over like another device because it's a bespoke device. Then I really hope that's the case because paying 200 bucks or something like that, and it's giving you the same experience as on mobile. Nah, that, that ain't, that ain't it. Um, I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see in November. If there's someone out there that, um, like I know will get it and like is willing to have like some kind of review uh or at least first impressions i would like to hear that <laughs> because uh i don't have a playstation 5 and even if i did i would not get it um now we go to rumor territories uh for the last bit so first rumor um and i think even though it's a rumor it's kind of a little bit obvious that it would do this because Tokyo Game Show is just around the corner, ladies and gentlemen. And of course, all the major players are going to be active in this. So, of course, with something like that coming up, they want to get the public that isn't able to attend something like Tokyo Game Show to get a little bit more excited about their games and their platforms and what games they might expect on their platforms. So, this rumor, which I'm pretty sure will pan out just fine, is that there is a state of play rumored for this month, which I feel like it's a rumor, yes, and it could still not happen. Like, it could still not happen. But it is, they've done it before. So I would assume they'd do it again. So this is going to be probably a state of play that comes out before, um, before, like, Tokyo Game Show goes off. And I think it's the last week of September, um, or it's like this coming weekend, sorry. So that's actually really close. Um, and like, they're gonna talk about some games, some updates, they're probably gonna talk about Final Fantasy 16 because Final Fantasy 16 has been confirmed in getting two new DLCs and the official port, the official PC port is also on its way. Uh, they're probably gonna talk about a bunch of stuff, also about the price increase, which I actually almost missed talking about they increased the price of the annual price of playstation plus by up to like 40 percent yeah that's uh, no like no <laughs> so essential which was the base one is like up by 10 bucks because i think it was uh, 20 bucks because i think it used to be like 
$59, now it's $79. Um, and the extra went from $99 to $134.99. And the premium went from, I think, $120 bucks to $159. That is insane. That is actually insane. I don't know where they get off to do this, but apparently the rumor has it that there is something they're, that they're going to announce during this uh, state of play that will justify, in quotes, uh, the price hike. I don't think there's anything that could justify the price hike because they promised PlayStation 2 games for uh, the premium tier, and they still haven't done it. So, yeah. Um, uh, maybe, like, offer stuff that you promised beforehand before you do a price hike. Right. So at least in terms of PlayStation rumors, that is it so far, until, at least until Tokyo Game Show comes out, and until this state of play may or may not happen. Um, speaking of stuff that may or may not happen, there also may or may not be a Nintendo Direct coming out soon. There have been massive leaks, which basically confirmed that there is a Nintendo Direct on its way. I have not looked this up because you know me. I'd rather do a live react on my Twitch channel twitch.tv slash maximilian underscore x um to stuff like that and can have a genuine reaction to it so i haven't looked at those and there have been youtube channels that have been very specific in like oh like be very careful that you don't accidentally stumble upon these leaks because it seems like these are legit um what also seems to be legit is another rumor about the switch successor I'm just going to call it that. I don't, I don't like the whole Switch 2 thing. Someone did say, like, I really hope they call it the Super Switch. Uh, like, that doesn't sound great, but the Super Nintendo Switch, now there is a man, that is a title. That is a name that you can slap your money on and say, shut up and take my money. <laughs> okay, I don't even know where I was going with that, but it went, so, it went somewhere. But yeah, so basically... There uh, was, during Gamescom last month, uh, behind, allegedly, allegedly, this is a rumor, this is a rumor, allegedly, behind closed doors by Nintendo, they were inviting developers and select, uh, select um, news outlets, like journalists, to witness a tech demo of the new system. And from what came out of that, was uh let me pull it up real quickly here um is that they showed off some game demos uh well not game demos specifically but they showed some demos and they talked about the system a little bit uh and some key features um but yeah the big the big takeaway from it was one it's still gonna use uh cartridges they don't know what kind of cartridges but it'll still use cartridges I'm assuming the same kind of cartridges, but with a bigger capacity and hopefully cheaper, um, at least cheaper production costs, because they've been doing this for quite a while. And like, it would be crazy if the production cost hasn't gone lower for it. It might not. I don't know. Um, I hope it does, because that's ridiculous. And I hope they retain the same size, or at least it, like it accepts multiple forms of carts um, so that it no, actually, they have to because I think one of the other things is that they did confirm allegedly during this that it is backwards compatible. 
allegedly. Again, I have to say that a lot during this part because it's still alleged. Um, and that uh, that it is uh, that it ran two specific demos. It ran the Unreal Engine Five demo of the that the Matrix demo that you have in the Unreal Five engine. Um, it ran it with ray tracing, and allegedly something that looked a lot like DLSS 3.5. Again, allegedly. And uh, three, and this is probably most uh, uh, not as interesting, but still very interesting. They had a enhanced version of Breath of the Wild, specifically Breath of the Wild, running on this new kit. Allegedly, again, I can't say, like, again, this is why I don't really like talking about rumors that is very, on like, about rumors, because you have to be very careful with what you say. But this is big if true, because that means that we're getting, at least according to, again, the, rep- the rumor reports, that we're, that we're getting stuff that looks on par with current gen. Now, if that's true, if they're using some super aggressive upscaling with DLSS, that is plausible. But knowing Nintendo's um, MO when it comes to like developing systems that are affordable, I kind of have to wonder how they're pulling this off if it's true. If they're pulling this off and it's true, then I want to know what kind of chips they're using. I want to know what NVIDIA is doing for them because I'm pretty sure... I wouldn't be surprised if NVIDIA is not working with them on this, on this new system because they, you know, they're using the, 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 the modified Tegra chip in the Switch currently. So it would be weird if they didn't. And if they did, it's not the end of the world because they're using uh, x86 architecture. So even if they... Were to switch from chip manufacturer, which I doubt because again, they the only way you can use DLSS properly, specifically 3.5, is to use an NVIDIA chip. So whatever kind of magic voodoo that they're doing over at NVIDIA collaborating with Nintendo, it seems to be like actual magic. Because um, I can't imagine, because it's still apparently supposed to have a dock and portable mode which makes sense because people have gotten used to this now by by now. I'm really curious what this is going to be like. And considering that they only now started to show it off behind closed doors, I don't think we should expect to see or hear anything about this system officially until after the holidays. Unless they pull a fast one and they announce it or show it off at the Keeleys, a.k.a. the Game Awards this December, which has a date. I think it's like December 7th, 4th? I don't remember. Um, but it's like usually it's like the first-ish, second-ish week of December. So, you know, make of that what you will. I don't think they're going to show it off there. I, mean, I, know, like, I know that Microsoft showed off the Series X at um, the Game Awards back in the day. Um, but Nintendo's never done that. Like, the, at most Nintendo's ever done was show off a new Smash character at at um, the Game Awards, which was Joker from play, from Persona Five. 
Um, and it still took years for Persona 5 Royal to come to the freaking Switch. God darn it. Um, I don't think... Yeah, I think that's about it. Um, yeah, I think that's about it when it comes to the rumors. And uh, would you look at that? Uh, that is also the end of our episode. I think I put a lot of news in like a very short amount of time, and I'm really happy that I was able to do that. So um, if you have come this far, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. Um, if you're watching this on YouTube, don't forget to leave a, leave a like, uh, leave a comment, and uh, subscribe. It helps with visibility, and I would appreciate it 100%. Um, if you want to like find it audio, um, you can find it on pretty much any podcasting service. We're on uh, Spotify, which is our home. Uh, we're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Overcast, Pocketcast. You name it, you're probably there. Um, you can find us. Uh, you can give feedback uh, by emailing at gamerivalsfeedback at gmail.com. Uh, you can find me on Instagram uh, at Maximilian underscore X. Uh, I also stream, but I'm currently on hiatus until October. Um, at twitch.tv slash maximilian underscore x um and of course you can find me on tiktok but i barely do anything there same handle uh that is going to be it and uh yeah thank you so much for watching thank you so much for listening i've been and always will be maximilian x and i will see all of you beautiful rivals next time later